look at a number of different scriptures, kind of be in a number of different places. Uh, but this is Palm Sunday, and this Friday we are coming upon is Good Friday, and this week being Passion Week. And the Lord put something on my heart this week for uh, to consider for us to consider this morning the fragrance of sacrifice. The fragrance of sacrifice. How, how many of you um, can remember specific scents? Specific scents that bring things to mind. Maybe it's memories, right? You know, you just, you walk through a store or you walk into a house and there's a smell and you're like, you're almost like transported back to a moment in time just through a scent. There's this power of of scent. You know, one of the five senses that God has given us is, is the scent. And we know the power of a scent and we've all experienced the bad odors, right? But how many of us have experienced the good, savory aroma of, of so many different things? You know, we're headed into spring. I believe that. I'm going to believe that we're headed to spring and no more snow. Um, and spring and summer bring with it the scent of, of, I think, of like a barbecue. You know, when you're getting together with people and you're having a barbecue and there's the flame-broiled uh, burgers that are cooking on the grill. There, there's a scent that goes with that that fills the fills your life with joy <laughs> and excitement over the joy of summer. The scent of a barbecue. Maybe it's the scent of the ocean breeze. It's the the warmth of the sun. The baking on the sand on the beach. Whatever it is, there are these scents that just bring us back to a time that we remember. That bring us joy. Fragrance can can bring us joy. It can bring us happiness. It can bring us memories. It can fill our lives with good fragrances. Now, maybe you haven't considered this, but, but do you know that God has a favorite fragrance? That God has a favorite fragrance? I mean, how many of you have a favorite fragrance? Maybe a cologne or a... Um, dare I say a deodorant or, or a perfume or, or something that you use. You have a favorite fragrance that you use. You enjoy it. It brings you joy to, to experience that scent. God has a favorite fragrance. And friends, God's favorite fragrance is the fragrance of sacrifice. The fragrance of sacrifice. There is something uniquely tied. There's something uniquely tied to the the worship of God's people, specifically through sacrificial worship and the aroma that it produces. And the Bible uses it throughout Scripture. We're going to see it here in a moment. That throughout Scripture, sacrificial worship is said to be a pleasing aroma to the Father. Our sacrificial worship fills the nostrils of God with a pleasing aroma. I could just, you, can you picture it like maybe, um, maybe you're holding a good cup of coffee and you just, mm, I could picture God doing that as he, as he looks over the sacrificial worship of his people and he smells the fragrance of worship arising from the altar of sacrifice and he is just so pleased and filled with the aroma, with the fragrance 
of sacrifice. And this morning I want us to see how this idea of the fragrance of sacrifice carries throughout the entirety of Scripture and calls us into that place of sacrificial worship. Of sacrificial worship. We are called to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. We are called to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. Friends, we are called into this place to live a life of sacrifice that brings and releases a pleasing aroma into heaven, into the, 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 into the presence of the Father. We are called to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. So I want us to look this morning at, at the fragrance of sacrifice in the Old and New Testaments and see how this then applies to our lives and, and, and how we can learn to live in this place of worship. And the first thing we see this morning is that our fathers filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. Our fathers filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. How many of you remember your father's favorite fragrance? Maybe it was was it Old Spice? Old Spice, right? <laughs> Old Spice. It's the father's fragrance. And you smell that, and you probably could smell that to this day, and you're, you rem- like in your mind, you're transported back to standing in front of the father's dresser with that bottle of Old Spice right there. Because the father's fragrance was, it is memorable, right? It's memorable. The father's fragrance. Friends, our father's fragrance was the fra- was the fragrance of sacrifice. The forefathers of the faith, going back and even all the way back to the book of Genesis, we're going to see that the, the forefathers of the faith produced and lived a sacrificial life that released the fragrance of heaven, the fragrance of sacrifice into heaven. Noah, we see it in the book of Genesis with Noah and the patriarchs. Genesis chapter 8.21 says this, And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma, the Lord said in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of man. For the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. You picture this in Genesis 8. Noah is exiting the ark now the it's rained 40 days and nights the waters have flooded the whole earth it has now receded back to where noah can now get off of the ark and, and walk on earth and, and the first thing noah does is he builds an altar and he offers a sacrifice the first thing he does is he steps foot onto the dry ground is he offers a sacrifice of worship and he builds an altar and he offers a sacrifice and the Bible says that that sacrifice as that as that animal was sacrificed and and was um, being sacrificed on the altar as the aroma of that arose into the heavens the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and the Lord said in his heart I will never again curse the ground because of man he was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice of worship that Noah offered on the altar. He was pleased with the aroma 
of sacrifice. And the aroma of sacrifice, notice it, changed and, 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 and touched his heart in such a way that he said, I will never again curse the ground because of man. For the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever strike down every living creature. Never again, God says, will I destroy the earth by water as I have done. And we celebrate the rainbow biblically as a symbol of God's promise uh, that he would never flood the earth again. But but the the sacrifice of worship so filled his uh, heart with the pleasing aroma that he decided in his heart that he would not destroy earth again as he had done. We see it with Noah and the patriarchs. Perhaps in the Old Testament we see it most decidedly in the practices of Israel and the, and the worship of the priest. As Moses, we move from Genesis into Exodus, and as Moses was leading the people of Israel and instituting the law, and, and God was gathering his people, and he was outlining the different ways in which they were called upon to worship God, one of the primary ways they were called upon to worship was through sacrifice. Literal, physical sacrifice. The worship of Yahweh was a bloody religion. It was a bloody way of worship. And it always has been about the blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so even in the, in the, um, in Israel with her priests, as Moses was organizing the worship of Israel, there was this, this theme of sacrifice and the aroma of sacrifice being, um, arising unto heaven and pleasing the Lord. Listen to some of these verses here. Exodus 29:18. And burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. Exodus twenty nine twenty five. Then you shall take from their them from their hands and burn them on the altar on top of the burnt offering as a pleasing aroma before the Lord. It is a food offering to the Lord. Leviticus 1 and 9 says this, But its entrails and its legs he shall wash with water, and the priest shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Leviticus 1.17, He shall tear it open by its wings, and it shall not sever it completely. The priest shall burn it on the altar on the wood that is on fire. It is a burnt offering a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And we, we understand this, right? We get the picture here that, that the offering of the sacrifice as it was laid upon the altar, the, 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 the smell that would arise, the scent of sacrifice would arise to the Father in that Old Testament worship, in that Old Testament system, through the, the death of the animal, through the death of the animal would arise a pleasing aroma filling heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice and bringing pleasure to the Lord. These offerings were happened a number of times throughout the life of Israel. They were offered in the morning and evening on the special days of, of celebration. They would happen on the Sabbath, the new moons, yearly feasts. They would even be performed after rituals of 
purification, such as when a woman gave birth or different uh, times for purification. They would offer these sacrifices, bringing an animal to the priest, laying a hand on the animal and, and offering it to, to, to the priest, who would then lay the animal upon the altar and it would and offer it up to the Lord for a pleasing aroma. The one who made the sacrifices, one scholar, uh, did so to restore the relationship with God and to atone for some sin. There was an element of of atonement here, and and, and it was it was part of that restoration to relationship. Man worshipped God on the altar of sacrifice. Man experienced relationship with God through the place of sacrifice, and sacrificial worship arose from earth to heaven to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. Our fathers filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. But we know that things have changed, right? We know that we don't have a temple like they did. We know that God has changed things a bit. And and we know that that we no longer have an altar. I'm not up here. I'm not going to build an altar next week and have a lamb brought in and start a barbecue right here with the lamb to offer a sacrifice unto God. We we know that that God isn't accepting those sorts of sacrifices, right? Because we know that God has changed the the sacrificial system, or, or, or dare I say not changed, but fulfilled it. He has fulfilled it because not only did our fathers in Israel fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice, but our founder, Jesus Christ himself, filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. No, he, he fulfilled that Old Testament sacrificial system, but he did so in such a way that his death released the fragrance of sacrifice and continued that pleasing aroma to the Lord. Listen to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The death of Christ was a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The Father saw the death of Christ, the sacrifice of Christ, and received the aroma of sacrifice from Christ and and was pleased. Christ fulfilled that old covenant. He fulfilled the sacrificial system and and offered for himself a sacrifice once for all. Hebrews 10 verses 10 and 14 says this, And by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest stands daily at his surface or service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Praise God, we sang it this morning, for the once for all sacrifice of Christ. For the once for all atonement on Calvary. For the once for all victory we have through the blood of Jesus. But Ephesians tells us this once for all sacrifice filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. Our founders filled heaven with the, frag- with the fragrance of sacrifice. Christ.
Christ filled heaven through his death on the cross, fulfilling the sacrificial system. But lest, lest we think that, that, that we no longer have any role in sacrificial worship, lest we think that we no longer have any place to, to live this out, lest we think that the Father no longer receives a, a pleasing aroma through the worship of his people were reminded by the founding, one of the founding apostles, Peter, when he writes this in 1 Peter 2 and 5. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer, here we go, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That theme of sacrificial worship that theme of the aroma of sacrifice that was practiced by our forefathers in the Old Testament, that was experienced in the, the death of Christ, the founder and uh, the author and the finisher of our faith, that, that fulfilled that Old Testament system, that same spirit of sacrificial worship was carried on in the New Testament as God was building a church of priests, a kingdom of priests unto God who continued to offer to God spiritual sacrifices that would continue to release the pleasing aroma of sacrificial worship to the Father. Our founders filled heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. And we then are called we then are called to continue through our faith, through our worship, to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. I want us to, to consider three ways in which we, we continue in this spirit of sacrificial worship in the New Testament church. Because as Peter said, we now have been gathered together to offer spiritual sacrifices unto God through Christ. So no, we're not literally going to sacrifice an animal. But there are elements of our worship church that God still looks upon with pleasure as we offer them to Him in worship, as we praise Him in worship, as we live for Him in worship. There's still an element of sacrifice that the fragrance of sacrifice still fills heaven with pleasure. It still fills the Father with joy. It still releases that fragrance that, that brings pleasure to the Father. Listen to it this morning as we look at some of this. We fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice, first of all, through prayer. Through prayer. Listen to Revelation chapter 5. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb each holding a harp and golden bowls filled or full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. In heaven, John here is having a picture of worship in heaven as the elders are standing around the throne, falling down before the Lamb. And he says they hold a golden bowl. And this golden bowl is a, a bowl of incense or fragrance. Incense is a type of fragrance. It releases the, the a fragrance and it, it, when it is burned. And, and here he says there's a bowl of incense, which is the prayers of the saints. Friends, we release the fragrance of sacrifice through prayer. Through prayer. I'm reminded of, of Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, 
God shows up to a man named Cornelius. He says to Cornelius, he says, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Your prayers and gifts to the poor. And and we're going to see both these elements here, but your prayers. Cornelius' life of worship, Cornelius' life of following Jesus, including prayer and financial giving, they came, it's, God himself says they've arisen before the Father as a memorial offering. They've arisen before the Father as a sacrifice. God has sensed the aroma and the fragrance of sacrifice from your life of worship, Cornelius. Therefore, send to Joppa for a man who is called Peter, who is going to tell you the way in which you should be saved. The principle I want us to see is how the life of worship within the life of Cornelius, even as he was doing his very best, he, he, his prayer and his giving arose as an offering filling him heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice we fill heaven with the fragrance of worship through prayer we fill heaven with the fragrance of worship through prayer but secondly we fill heaven with the fragrance of worship through praise we did it this morning we sang our praises to God did you know that your praise your vocal praise is seen by God as a sacrifice? That are the fruit of our lips. Listen to this. Hebrews chapter 13, 15. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. If you acknowledge the name of God, the Bible calls you to offer up a praise, the fruit of lips. So this is vocal praise to God, vocal worship of God, vocal proclamation of the goodness and ways and will of the Father that we would offer to Him a sacrifice of praise because we fill heaven with the fragrance of worship as we worship Him and praise Him and lift up His name forever. We fill heaven through praise, with the fragrance of sacrifice. Through prayer, through praise, but then also through partnership. Through partnership. <clears throat> and this relates somewhat through uh, to the story of Cornelius here, where Cornelius said, uh, God told Cornelius, your prayers and your gifts to the poor, your alms, Almsgiving is giving to the poor. It's giving to the poor and the needy. And, and, and God told Cornelius, he said, your, your sacrificial giving to the needy, your giving to those less fortunate, your financial giving of alms has arisen as a part of this sacrificial life of worship that has released a pleasing aroma before the Father. Now, now again, let me clarify this. We are not talking about salvation here. We're not talking about gaining God's favor in a salvation way. But we are talking about bringing pleasure to the Father through a life of worship that releases the fragrance of sacrifice and brings pleasure to His life. Even here in the New Testament, there are sacrifices, spiritual sacrifices that we as God's people are called upon to offer that release the same sorts of fragrance to the Father that that please His heart. Amen? We fill heaven 
with the fragrance of sacrifice through partnership. And, and, and Paul specifically talks about this here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 18. He says this, I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. Notice that. Philippians chapter 4 is all about financial partnership. The Philippians had partnered with Paul in the ministry of the gospel. They had sent a financial gift through this man Epaphroditus to support the ministry of Paul. And here Paul is saying that your gift is a sacrifice. That financial partnership that you give in gospel partnership with the mission, with, with me, your missionary, that is a pleasing aroma. That's a, an acceptable sacrifice. He's using this language of sacrifice that, that runs from Genesis to Revelation to give a picture to tell us that, that the New Testament church can release the fragrance as they partner with the gospel and give to the gospel and release finances to fuel the mission of the gospel. There's a financial partnership that is a part of our worship. That's why when, when I say with, with the offering, we're going to continue our worship. Why? Because financial giving is a part of the way that we offer spiritual sacrifices that please the heart of the Father. Is this making sense? It's the fragrance of sacrifice. I'm reminded of a story that illustrates this so powerfully. A story from the Gospels. I believe it's Matthew 26. We'll turn there for a moment. Matthew 26. Jesus anointed at Bethany. Matthew 26, starting at verse 6. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil. She poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when, the, when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble this woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but you do not always, but me you do not, you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be, will also be told as a memorial to her. They're there, you can picture it with Jesus. He's getting ready to go to be sacrificed on the cross. They're there having dinner at a, a, a friend's house, Simon the leper. As he's there reclining at the table, this woman comes in and she comes in to worship. 
And he's laying there at the table and she breaks open this jar of perfume and begins to anoint his head with oil. And the fragrance of worship began to fill the place. And all of a sudden, someone there in the church, or someone there in the disciples, amongst the people of God, hey, why this waste? Why this waste? Couldn't this have been sold and given to the poor? Couldn't this have been, you know, sold and and, and gone to a, uh, given to a worthy cause? Jesus says, hey, 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 don't, don't talk about this woman that way. What she has done will be told to around the world, wherever this gospel is preached. The sacrificial worship of this woman that released the fragrance of worship in this room is going to be told wherever the gospel is told. Her sacrifice earned her a, a story in the gospel calling all of us to the place of sacrificial worship where we would give our all. The Bible says this, this, this perfume was very costly. Very costly. And yet she gave it all. She laid it all on the altar. She gave it all to Jesus. She worshipped and lavished it on Jesus and filled the room with the fragrance of sacrifice. And Jesus was so pleased with her worship. And the question for us, the question for us, is do we exude the fragrance of sacrifice? If we were to examine our worship, if we were to examine our life, and when I speak of worship, I'm talking about more than just the musical worship as we sing. That's a part of it as we talked about with our praise. But but, but I'm talking about more than that. The Bible says in Romans 12, uh, to offer yourselves to God a living sacrifice, which is your spiritual act of worship, your life. What scent does your life offer to the Father? As we wrap this up this morning, what scent does your life offer to the Father? Have you ever considered that? Have you ever considered what aroma marks your life? No, I'm not talking about aromas here in the the natural. I'm talking about when the Heavenly Father looks upon us, what aroma do we exude? What, what, what scent arises from us? What, what aroma do we exude to the Father, the fragrance of sacrifice? Do we worship Him in praise? Do we worship Him in prayer? Do we worship Him in partnership so that our life becomes a spiritual offering, a living sacrifice offering to God, the aroma of sacrifice? The aroma of sacrifice. What aroma, not aroma, what aroma permeates the air around your worship? Does your life of obedience and worship fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice? I would challenge us this morning to think about our worship. To think about the way in which we live our lives. We talked about it through prayer, through praise, through partnership. Are there, what ways do we exude this sacrificial life that exudes the pleasing aroma of sacrifice, filling heaven with the fragrance that brings pleasure, pleasure to the Father? Do we exude that as a church body? Do I exude that as a believer, as a disciple? Is my life marked 
by sacrificial worship? Is my life marked by the fragrance of sacrifice? Would I be right there with that woman lavishing sacrificially my worship and love upon the Christ as he sat at the table? Would I be there pouring my all out in worship? We, 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 this week we celebrate the sacrifice of Christ. We celebrate Calvary. We celebrate what he's done for us. But I want to ask, is our celebration, has it marked us? Has it marked us so that everything we do in our life is marked by sacrifice? So that everything we do is offered to God on the altar of sacrifice? That everything we do would offer to him a pleasing aroma, filling heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice? Do we fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice? Through prayer, through praise, through partnership. We are called to fill heaven with the fragrance of sacrifice. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you for your word and for the truth of the scriptures, God, that from Genesis to Revelation, we see the power of sacrifice. God, I pray for each one of us in here that we would be marked by sacrifice. Marked by sacrificial worship. Is there anyone in here with every head bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed that would say, Pastor Jake, I want to renew my commitment to spiritual worship. I want to live a sacrificial life of prayer, praise, and partnership. Yes, yes, I see that Yes, anyone else? Anyone else? Let's say, I want the cross to mark me. I, I want to be marked by sacrifice. If that's you, is there anyone else? I want to be marked by sacrifice. Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you for the sacrifice of Christ. And I thank you that you call us into this place. That we might release the fragrance of Sacrifice before you. God, I thank you, Lord, that you call us into this place. And I ask God for each one of us that we would go deeper in our life of worship. More than just music. I'm talking about our life, God. I pray that we would live a life marked by sacrifice, that, that we would honor you with everything that we do and everything that we say, that, that the aroma would just be so pleasing to you around our lives, that we would fill heaven with the fragrance, God with the fragrance of sacrifice. Thank you, God, for the truth of your word. I pray now that you go with us in the power of your Holy Spirit. Pray, Lord, that we would go forth filled with the strength of God to give our all to you on the altar of sacrifice. We love you, God, and we thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.